Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I am doing well and hope you are too. Today, I have a short but mighty episode for you. After that long episode last week, (laughs) I thought I would come on and do a short but powerful full spirit mind body episode based on Hebrews 11.1, which says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One of the biggest obstacles when it comes to changing our bodies, to renewing and transforming them into something different, is that we don't see the evidence of it ahead of time. We don't have that evidence in front of us. We want a lower weight. We hope for a healing. We yearn for the energy to show up differently in the world, but we can't see it right now. We don't see it in the mirror. We don't feel it in our body. We have no evidence. The thing about hoping for something new is that there is no evidence of it because we either haven't done it yet or we haven't done it in a way that's lasting or true. And our brains don't like when we want to do something new and it doesn't have evidence for it. Human nature is to search for evidence for proof. Our brains want assurance and confirmation that this thing that we want, the goal we're working toward, is a surefire win before we spend a lot of time and energy on it. Our brains want to keep us safe, protected, and not spending undue energy on things. And I can really appreciate this about my brain. Thank you, brain. (laughs) However, this works against us when we're trying to change things up in our lives, when we're trying to veer off from the predictable patterns of ourselves. It's one of the reasons that old habits are hard to break. Just like Hank Williams Jr. sings, old habits like you, hard to break. Oh my gosh, my singing's so bad. I can't help it. If it comes in my brain, it's got to come out. Okay, so when we don't have evidence in front of us, when the scale isn't moving 
or the skin condition isn't going away or joints still ache, our brains are looking at this data or looking to past data for evidence as a way to be efficient and protect you. It's like, clearly, this isn't working. Why are you going through all of this for nothing? Or remember when you tried that diet two years ago? It didn't work. Don't waste your time. Or you know diabetes runs in your family. It doesn't matter what you eat. You're going to get it anyway. Or you give up dairy. Come on, girl. You love cheese too much. It's not going to even help your skin anyway. Why are you even going to do that? <laughs> right? I mean, our brains dig up this quote-unquote evidence against us based on the current circumstance or what's happened in the past. And what happens is we either let it talk us out of ever getting started, also known as failing ahead of time, or we use it to self-sabotage. Now let's talk about this first concept, failing ahead of time, telling ourselves no before we even get started. This could be with a new health plan or any kind of goal because you're worried you'll fail or it's going to be too hard or you're not, you're not going to be able to do it. This holds so many people back from being all God created them to be. Do you know how much my brain tried to talk me out of calling myself the Christian nutritionist and putting out videos of myself, God help me, each week in my robe with no makeup on? My brain was like, come on. Who do you think you are? You don't know enough about the Bible to do something like this. You don't know about technology to pull this off. Your friends and family are going to think you've gone all thumper. Do you really think this is going to go anywhere long term anyway? Why bother? I mean, y'all, my brain was working hard to protect me against judgment, embarrassment, and dealing with hard things like technology and math, because there is plenty of evidence that that is not my strong suit. I mean, there is no evidence that this thing I'm doing is going to work out for me. I've never done anything like it before. I wanted to fail ahead of time and just be like, uh, yeah, this feels kind of insurmountable. I think I'll play it safe by not playing at all. I wanted to say no to myself, and I would have, but I couldn't say no to God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Thank you, Jesus, that my faith was bigger than my fear and my brain, both then and now, because y'all, I still want to fail ahead of time and tell myself no every single day. If you've been with me since episode one of this podcast, you know that this is one of those things that made me, was so hard for me to finally pull the trigger on and do. So anxious, scared out my mind. But here I am, despite wanting to fail ahead of time and tell myself no and not do it at all. <laughs> Again, it took a very clear sign and prompt from God to do it. And even though it's a lot easier now, because I've done it, I still doubt myself every single time I hit record. But I do it anyway. Now, the other thing that happens when our brain is digging up evidence against ourselves is self-sabotage. So if you do get past failing ahead of time, 
which is hard enough, then you have to deal with self-sabotage. Like if you derail from your healthy food plan or miss a workout, your brain will throw up its hands and say, see, this is what always happens. You do good for a week and then you fall off the wagon and ruin everything. Why do you even bother? And you listen to your brain and you say, yep, screw it. And you eat and drink all the things and you provide more quote unquote evidence that you can't stick to the plan. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You continue to make evidence against yourself. This is such a powerful concept to understand y'all. You can't transform into something new if you're stockpiling evidence against yourself. This has been coming up with some of my clients, clients that really know how to eat. They know all the things, you know, we've covered working on the, the underlying nutrition issues and they know what to do, but then they feel like they might veer off for one day and eat something not on plan. And then they just throw in the towel. See, I can't do this. I do this every time. And it's just stockpiling this evidence against yourself. And the enemy loves nothing more than keeping you in evidence of failure. Keeping failure on the forefront of your mind and squashing your hopes for success. So this is truly a spirit, mind, body challenge. And we have to go at it from all the angles. So let's talk about what we do. Number one. You can start by leaning in hard to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Plaster it on your brain and all over your house if necessary. Write it on a post-it and stick it on your mirror, your fridge, your desk drawer. Program it into your phone so it pops up in your reminders at your weakest time of the day. And then you have to let the Holy Spirit rule your brain with faith and focus on the things you cannot yet see. The person you want to be. The person God made you to be. And build your evidence from that. Evidence of your past is enemy territory. Evidence of your future is God's territory. Now, it may be our human nature to want physical evidence, to want to know right now, see it right now. But as Christians, we have the power to tap into spiritual evidence. We can stand on the word of God and his promises that we can ask and receive, that nothing is impossible with him, that he is good and merciful and has the best plans for our lives. I just rolled like four Bible verses into one. It's pretty darn powerful. It's faith, y'all. It's focusing on evidence of things not yet seen. The problem that we have is that we have more faith in the thing that we see instead of the thing that we don't see. When you look in the mirror and see extra weight, you see failure instead of, instead of possibility. When you see the empty bag of chips or wine bottle in the trash, you see conviction and not compassion. When your skin is itchy and raw, you see hopelessness instead of expectation. And it is so hard to see past the physical evidence right in front of you. But we put more energy into the thing we don't want to be instead of the thing that we do. What if the woman with the bleeding issue 
the one we read about in the Bible, what if she had done that? She suffered for 12 years, 12 years with her health problem. And the Bible tells us she'd pretty much done everything. Like doctors couldn't help her. Nothing was working. The evidence was not good. But she'd heard about Jesus, heard about the people he had healed, and she had hope. But here's the kicker. She didn't leave it at hope. She didn't just hope and pray behind closed doors. She stepped out in faith. The definition of faith in the dictionary is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. This woman had complete trust that Jesus could heal her, and she acted in faith. Her faith had feet. It was an action. It had substance to it. And she was healed. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is an action, acting when you don't even see it yet. When we don't have physical evidence, we have to go to spiritual evidence. In Matthew 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. To him who knocks, it will be opened. When I read this, it just really lights a fire under me. And if I had to sum it up into a word, it just makes me think of the word done. It's done. It's done for you, my child. When we are seeking God's best for ourselves, when we align with his plan for our life, when we stand on his promise that he will hear us and help us to be all that he created us to be, to fulfill those desires that he put on our heart, that is the evidence that we need to stand on. Thinking about this, this verse and this, you know, done, it's done for you, reminded me of a concept that I heard a life coach talk about called already done energy. And already done energy is showing up as if your hope, your goal, your desire is a done deal. It's already accomplished. It's walking in evidence of the future instead of the past. This is such an interesting way to think about it. How would you act right now if you believed God 100% had your back and with all of your heart believed that he wants the best for your body and your health and your life? How would you act if you had already achieved your new health and body goal? If you were already walking in that who is the person that you would be in that new body? How would you show up differently in life? I learned some interesting questions to ask and exercises to do, mental exercises, when it comes to this idea of already done energy and providing evidence from your future self. And by energy here, I mean the way that you act and show up in the world. So first, you have to contrast the person that you are now to the person that you want to be. What is that gap? What is your already done self, your future self who has already accomplished this health goal or any goal doing differently that you don't do right now? What is her attitude? What time does she go to bed and get up? 
What does she eat? How often does she drink? What does she drink? Does she cook or drive through? Does she strength train? Does she run? Does she scroll through Facebook in the morning? Or does she read her Bible verse? Ask yourself, what is she doing different that I don't do? Now, here's a good question. What would your future self tell you to stop doing? This future self who has already achieved what you want. There's probably something that immediately comes to your mind and you should pay attention to that. The first two things that came to my mind when I did this exercise a while back were number one, stop wasting so much time on social media. And number two, stop drinking so much vino. And when those things popped into my mind, I felt like saying, yes, (laughs) ma'am. It was like this, the better me, the spiritual me, the me who had already accomplished this goal. It was like her giving me this direct advice. Like, this is what you have to do. If you want better time management and you want a more vibrant body, this is, this is it. It works. Do this. It's so awesome. It's like, who can give you better advice about yourself than the you who has already accomplished it with the power of the Holy Spirit? It's pretty cool when you think of it like that. Okay, now on the flip side of that, what would your future self tell you to start doing? My future self told me to eat more protein and to prioritize creative activity over reactive activity. See, y'all, obviously, like I'm struggling with productivity. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm trying to get better about that. Because when I sit down to work on a podcast or a blog post or a sermon on the couch or interpret a really challenging lab result, like some of these hormone panels I get back, my brain wants to do something easier, like check email or answer questions on social or clean my house, like anything easier, please. Now, I mean, those tasks need to be done, but they are reactive to things around me, you know, whether it's somebody needing needing an email reply or the pile of dishes waiting in the sink. If I don't watch it and be intentional about having some creative time blocks, then my schedule becomes more stressful and less productive because my brain wants to go to easier, right? To the more predictable, safe task. Doing dishes is a lot easier than doing a podcast where people might think I'm crazy. It's all this self-preservation your brain's trying to do. So anyway, I've been really working on this advice since I feel like that's who the person I want to be would be doing. And I've been eating more protein also. Sometimes when I'm walking in the morning, before I listen to a podcast, or if I'm not talking to my best friend on the phone, those are the two things I do when I take my walks. But sometimes I will also just kind of think about this concept of already done. And think about it going into my day, I'll just pray about it. And think about okay, How do I want this day to go? If it was already done at the end of the day, everything I wanted to get accomplished got accomplished, like how would I feel right now? You know, or how would I be going into this day if I truly believed that I'm 100% loved and forgiven and that God has my back in all the things he leads me to do? How would I show up if everything I needed and wanted to be my best self was already done? Yeah, and like the, when you really think about that and the feelings that 
kind of conjures up in you. Like it puts so much pep in my step. My posture's different. I'm like walking. I'm like my chin goes up. It just feels different. The more I pull evidence from who God says I am, the better I physically show up in this world. I think asking ourselves these questions is such a cool exercise because it jiggles up our brain to work in a different way. It's pulling evidence from the you who has already accomplished. It's creating evidence from the future instead of the past. I know this is kind of meta, you know, it's kind of a, got to really kind of think about this, but you know, it's a powerful way that God made our brains to work. We can do this. And it's a way that we don't tap into often enough. We are both physical and spiritual beings. The problem is that we focus so much on seeing who we are in the physical instead of seeing who and whose we are in the spiritual. You can make evidence for yourself by leaning into his word and acting in faith that in his name and to his glory, you are already and can be everything he created you to be. I'm going to leave one last verse for you to take with you today. And it comes from Luke 145, which says, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. All right, my friends, go in this day with the already done energy that you are a most precious and beloved daughter of the King. Thank you so much for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Hi, everyone. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.